This is the Fire Life. Medic 11. We still have quite a bit of fire in the water. The podcast that takes you inside Adams County Fire Rescue. Adams County Offside. And introduces you to the brave men and women keeping our community safe. When the tone drops, we're all family and we all take care of each other. Uh, right now we have an outside fire. Uh, this week on the Fire Life. Engine 11. The spouses of firefighters. Kristen Brody. I'm not going to be like right when he gets through the door. How was your shift? How was it? What's going on? You know, did you have a bad shift? I'm not going to do that. That's not what works for us. But he eventually gets there. And Lindsay Gooden. You just have to have in faith, right? Yep. That they go to work and that they are going to be safe and that they are going to come home in two days. They love what they do. This is what their calling was. Mm-hmm. You have to support them. This is the Fire Life. And welcome to episode seven of The Fire Life. I'm Julie Brownman. I'm the PIO of Adams County Fire Rescue. And this episode is going to be a really fun episode, a very unique episode, because we are talking to two of the spouses of firefighters here at Adams County Fire Rescue. I'm going to have uh, them introduce themselves. First up. Hi, I'm Kristen Brody, and I'm Steve Legault's wife. And I'm Lindsay Gooden, and I'm Bobby Gooden's wife. Well, thank you guys for uh, joining me. Do you listen to podcasts? Yes. You do? I listen to yours. Oh my God. You're, the, you're the one. <laughs> you're the one. You're the one. I love like it. You. I've given you good reviews. <laughs> okay, very good. Lindsay, do you listen to podcasts? I do. Yeah. I just kind of started recently, but I'm really yeah. enjoying it. And I also realize, like, I don't listen very well. <laughs> you know, it's on tape, so Bob could turn around and be like, okay, you said that. Right? Oh, going to no. use it against you. Like, rewind that. <laughs> so I wanted to have you guys on because I've done, you know, we've done this is episode seven. So talk to a lot of the firefighters about how they got into this and what life is like. And it's such a unique profession, but it's such a unique lifestyle for you guys. So tell me what, how, um, what it's like to be a spouse of a firefighter and how unique that is, because I'm sure you have other friends that, you know, are living a different kind of life. If I could sum it up in a quick little um, synopsis, I would say like, oh, I check my calendar and then I'm like, hold on, let me check my husband's calendar. (laughs) Uh, Mm -hmm. Because that's sort of like what your life revolves around is their shift, their schedule, um, you know, I make kids' appointments around his schedule. So it's, um, you're kind of at their mercy, so to say, a little bit. Yeah. For people that don't know, our firefighters are on 48 hour, their shifts. And mm-hmm. so for 48 hours, mm-hmm. you guys are living your life on your own and they're back for four days and then it's, you know, another 48 hours. Mm-hmm. But there's also like a great benefit to that, right? Like right. You're, you're dealing with their schedules and the benefit is four days off. Right. 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 So how does that vacation? Yeah. Yeah. And vacation on top of that. You guys have mastered vacation. I feel like all firefighter families have mastered vacation. Right. Steve was just off for a month. Like you don't get (laughs) that in a nine to five. (laughs) Right. Right. Exactly. Uh And there is a part of you that's a little jealous of that. Uh So you don't get to get off for a month. No, I'm not going to be able to get off for a month. No, no, (laughs) no. I wish. So we talked about before we started taping that, um, you know, these guys, these men and women that live with each other. They're like family. And you hear that all the time when you talk to them that, um, you know, they their their personal lives. They're talking about their personal life. They're talking about their kids. They're talking about things going on in their life and they eat, you know, and they sleep in the same mm-hmm. place. And but you guys also are the spouses, right, 
also are like family. Mm-hmm. So what what is that like as you go through the years with your husbands of what are those experiences like where these women are your are your family? Mm-hmm. I remember like they Bob started on a shift with um, like a core group of guys. Mm-hmm. They all started together. We all had kids together. We all, you know, did things together. Um, so, you know, naturally those women became my best of friends mm-hmm. because that's who I spent my time with and that's who they spent, you know, they spent their time with too when the guys were on shift. Um, so you definitely, the women that are also kind of attached to those men become your yeah. very best of friends too. And, and they understand family. what we're going through, mm-hmm. right? <clears throat> like, I think it's hard to explain to somebody who... Um, you know, as your friend or a girlfriend, they can kind of understand, right? Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, my husband's a firefighter paramedic. Oh, that must be so cool, you know? And it is, but these other women, they can relate, right? They, you know, we were by ourselves for 48 hours. There are those that have children, have their kids and have their schedules and they have to plan ahead and those type of things. So, yeah, I think we can just relate to each other. Um and know that they've seen some really bad things on those 48 hours, mm-hmm. right? And they may or may not come home and share that with us, but they have had that experience together. That's one of the things I definitely wanted to talk to you guys mm-hmm. about is I do talk to when we've done these podcasts and some open up and some, you know, keep it very close to the vest. Um, and anybody that listens to the podcast knows that they see some really terrible things, mm-hmm. things that right. no people should really see. And what people do with that is different some Mm -hmm. talk about it and some compartmentalize and but you guys are the people that they're coming the first person that they're coming home to so Mm -hmm. what do you want your role to be in this what is your what are you trying to offer specifically like how do you how do you do that yeah that's a great question (laughs) you know I think for me I let him kind of lead it right um when he comes home I'm there, you know, at you know, at the other side of the door and he has his bags and the food that, you know, he's bought or didn't make. Um, <laughs> and so our routine is I'll take the bag and I'll put all the groceries away and, you know, I'll kind of put his things away. Of course, I hug him and kiss him. But, you know, of course, that's the first thing. But then I kind of let him kind of lead it. Right. I'm not going to be like right when he gets through the door. How was your shift? How was it? What's going on? You know, did you have a bad shift? I'm not going to do that. I'm just that's not my style. That's not what works for us. Mm-hmm. Um, but he eventually gets there. But I, I let him kind of lead that. Mm-hmm. How about you, Lindsay? Um, I would say similar mm-hmm. uh, in the sense that like. I'm not going to solicit that information. Mm -hmm. He'll talk about it should he choose to do that, which quite frankly, I think is few and far between. Um, You know, and I think it's just, I think it's difficult for him, particularly now with everybody home. You know, that, that time away and that time off on those four days really is about kind of like, recovering Mm -hmm. and that's a combination of sleep that's a combination of really just kind of like mentally debriefing you know probably what they had done the last two days they worked Mm -hmm. and um and right now everybody's home and so Mm -hmm. I think the ability in which to do that is um I think challenged right now 
Um, you know, but it's finding kind of like those outlets right. that he can in which to still do that and kind of just mm-hmm. like mentally digest and mm-hmm. kind of decompress and process. So mm-hmm. mental health now is is mm-hmm. becoming much more of the forefront, I think, in the fire service and first responders. I think before you just didn't talk about it. Mm-hmm. And I've heard that, you know, from a lot of the men and women. But now there's centers we have at the building warriors is at our you know training division and there's revital um a group started by jordan long is are these necessary absolutely yeah and i know that steve's done quite a few things and Mm -hmm. he'll talk about the building warriors or meeting up with some guys for coffee or whatever that might be yeah i think and he showed me around i think it's amazing it's a long i think it's long overdue Um, it's probably conversations that they should have had maybe 10, 15 years ago, but you know, at least they're having them now. Right. Yeah. At least they're starting those conversations. Do you feel like a kind of relief? Like, okay, here we go. Like maybe this is an outlet, whether he uses it or not. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would kind of echo, I think Kristen, what you said that, um, I wish it would have been something that would have been around many, you know, Mm -hmm. years ago. Um, you know, I, I think although it is there and it's present, I still think that there's kind of, regardless, there's still some of that um, negative stigma, mm-hmm. I think, that comes, you know, there's something about, like, not being man enough to be able to deal with certain things. Mm-hmm. And, um, and part of that is just a societal issue that we face. And part of that is still, I think, some... Um, you know, some of the feelings I think that that are out there. Um, and I do think that there's still work that can be done to really kind of like push the importance of that mm-hmm. and um, and really kind of continue to remove that stigma. I agree. As women, I think we're just used to talking. And so sometimes you just want to shake and be like, just talk about it. <laughs> but that's not, you know, <laughs> that's not the easiest thing, mm-hmm. I think, for right. some people. So how have you guys, well, first of all, how did you all meet, I guess, uh, whatever you want to share. Oh, but I sure, like sure. Hearing, hearing how people meet. Yeah. Well, how much time do we have? <laughs> yeah, a lot of time. <laughs> I'm just teasing. Um, you know, Steve and I actually met at where I work. So... I work at Regis University and um, a buddy of his also worked at Regis and his buddy was a volunteer firefighter with um, with SWAC at the time. And one day they were just going to go out for lunch. It wasn't a setup. And they just said, hey, do you want to come to lunch with us? And I'm like, not really. I really kind of want to go for a run. (laughs) They're like, just come, just come. Well, we had I would not call it a date, but we uh, had lunch in the dining hall at Regis University. Oh, <laughs> yeah, <sneaky>. fancy. He <laughs> said nothing. <laughs> I, it, uh, he was, I thought he was mute for a while. Um, didn't speak. And then the next day, my his buddy comes into my office and said, hey, um, my buddy thinks you're cute. Like, he wants to take you out. I'm like, does he even know my name? Like, did he never even talk to me? And so that's kind of our little story, of course, that was geez uh well that was in t- uh 2005 okay yeah all right so like 15 yeah 15 years ago yeah and how did you and bob meet which is funny because i never even knew that you didn't know that story? No. Yeah, no. <laughs> that's the story I love it. um so we actually worked um together at a school district 
and um, I was doing like paraeducation stuff while I was in college and um, and he was nurse Bob. So he <laughs> treated all of the, you know, K through um, fifth grade kiddos. And that's what they called him, nurse Bob. <laughs> Does anybody know that at Adams County Fire Rescue? Because now they might. <laughs> well, for sure they will now. <laughs> they will I did now. not know that. I think it's funny. So how have you seen these guys since you've known you've both known them for a very long time? Mm-hmm. Um, how have you seen them change with their experience in the fire mm-hmm. service? Oh, wow. That's a great question. I think Steve has probably gained a little bit more empathy. He's He has a kind. He's Very got, kind. He's so yeah. kind. He would give his shirt, like his mm. shirt off his back for somebody. Oh, yeah. And the crazy thing is I've seen him do that before. Yeah. Really? <laughs> yes, I have. Um, <laughs> so, um, but I do think that he has probably grown. He's probably a little bit more empathetic than he was when I first met him. You know, that's really interesting because... Sometimes I feel like people become less sympathetic because they see it so much that that's mm-hmm. a coping mechanism, mm-hmm. right? Like, mm-hmm. I don't do that job, so but I can understand, I guess, just to stay right, how much empathy can you give before you, you know, are, right. are holding that? So right. that's pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. How do you think you've seen Bob change? Um, <clears throat> who? Well, I would say there is a piece of that, right? Like that the hardening. Um, that mm-hmm. almost has to happen just to, for self-protection almost. Um, and I think, you know, on the flip side, I think that his um, family is very important to him. And, um, you know, and that's that is across the board. That's like with our, you know, our family, that's his friends, you know, like I think just his connection and closeness to the people he cares about um, Mm -hmm. has definitely um, strengthened. Yeah, because, yeah, they know the meaning, I guess, of family. Hmm. How how concerned do you get about when they go to work? Hmm. Now, for the public, and we try and point this out, it's firefighters are not fighting fires every single day. Correct. But at times they are, and at times in... Um, dangerous situations right and they train all the time but I'm just curious from a significant other perspective so and Steve is a firefighter paramedic so he is on the ambulance a lot more than he is on the truck Mm -hmm. Um, and so I do I know he runs a lot of just thinking of the district that they're in he's running a lot of calls right to um, to places that can be a little What's the word? Suspect? Yes, suspect. (laughs) I was going to say dicey. (laughs) (laughs) A little saucy. Um, And so, you know, there's times where I think, huh, wow, you're running on calls to that place, huh? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, So you never know what kind of call is he running on. Yeah. I do think that. Um, If you start thinking too long, you're going to go down a rabbit hole. Uh Um, I will say this. I know and... And Lindsay, I know Bob's probably feels the same way. They love what they do. Mm-hmm. This is what their calling was. Mm-hmm. And if you are somebody who can't support that, then you're probably not the right fit for that person. You know? Right. It's like you have to support them. Yeah. They love what they do. That's a great point. What yeah, it's you, like the one thing, like, we aren't, like, the title of the job that we hold 
but they kind of are. That's a good point. There's like it's a piece of them mm-hmm. that is more true to who they are as a person, and I think that um, mm-hmm. that's huge for yeah. them. Um, and I think to your point, Kristen, of like if you think too much, so I think that that's what you just kind of have to you have to have good faith mm-hmm. in you know that they're making um you know safe decisions for their um for their employees mm-hmm. i know that there's been a couple of times where bob has shared some stories about some of the fires that they have been on and you know and then i'm questioning like do they have people in that building did they and you know and i i think that that is definitely a piece that i recognize that safety is very very important to mm-hmm. the agency and um and so i i feel confident kind of in that respect mm-hmm. and and the other piece you just have to have in faith right yep. that they go to work and that they are going to be safe and that they are going to come home in two days the Fire Life with special guests Krista Rohde and Lindsay Gooden. We'll be right back. I'm Bianca Chancho, Life Safety Educator at Adams County Fire Rescue. Heating, holiday decorations, winter storms, and candles all contribute to an increased risk of fire during the winter months. Adams County Fire Rescue would like to help you reduce your risk to winter fires and other hazards, including carbon monoxide and electrical fires. Heating is the second leading cause of U.S. home fires, deaths, and injuries. December, January, and February are the peak months for heating fires. Two in every five fires involve space heaters. Often called the invisible killer, carbon monoxide Oxide is an odorless, colorless gas created when fuels such as gasoline, wood, coal, or propane do not burn completely. In the home, heating and cooking equipment that burn fuel are potential sources of carbon monoxide. While we all love candles, they look pretty and smell good, they are the leading cause for a home fire as well. Here's what you don't want to do. Don't leave candles near objects that can catch fire or leave them unattended while you're away. From all of us at Adams County Fire, stay safe and have a great holiday season. I should have asked you the follow-up question to have you seen them change throughout the years? Have you guys changed on all of this, on how you kind of look at it and kind of your role and and stuff like that? Do you feel like you're the same person throughout this? I don't think, I guess for me, I don't take things as personally. You know, I I always kind of wanted him to come home and and share, you know, every little detail. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's, that's okay if he doesn't. And I, and maybe that was some of my own insecurities or what I thought it should be. I definitely think you have to be an independent um, a woman yep. or, or man or partner. Yeah. Uh, you have to be, you have to be independent. You have to be secure in who you are. Um, otherwise you'll just make yourself crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> And that's, you know, I mean, that's just it. It's sometimes difficult to toggle back and forth, right? Because particularly when the kids were a little bit younger, mm-hmm. I had my system when he wasn't home. Mm-hmm. And so then yeah. he came home and I was like, oh, you are jacking with my <laughs> <laughs> You're doing it wrong. You're doing it wrong. <laughs> um, so that, you know, as they've gotten older, there's a little less of that. But there was a lot of that when they were younger because, like, we just kind of had to do our own thing mm-hmm. to that point of, like, being independent. Like, you know what? You had to figure out what it was like to be uh, a wife and a mother um, going to birthday parties, Christmas parties, all of these festivities that you would hope to spend with your loved one mm-hmm. without them. 
Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And so there was a piece of like you just kind of had to like do you, mm-hmm. but figure out kind of like how to bounce back and forth between the two. And right. sometimes I'd be like, oh, my God, you're home. I didn't get enough of my shows in. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> you're like, uh, <laughs> how do you feel about rom-com? <laughs> how do you feel about Real Housewives? <laughs> like, no, I need to leave. <laughs> so one of the things, uh, when I first told some of my friends that I was working at fire department, like, oh, my God. And they just bring up the calendar. Oh, it comes yeah. right away. Right. So. So this is, I think, going to be one of the best conversations. Is like, do you poke fun at? Because there's this, there's this perception of firefighters. There just is. Right. But you're married to them, and you know what they're really like. Yeah. So <laughs> that maybe came out wrong. In reality, <laughs> is, it, is it? Do you guys get the same reaction when you go out and you tell people who you're married to? And then does that kind of make you giggle a little bit? Like, okay, let's calm down, people. Yeah, I think in my early days, I don't think so anymore. Uh, yeah, when I first told everybody I was dating a firefighter, they're like, wow, is he going to be in the calendar? I'm like, why did the people just go right to that calendar? And then I always say, why don't you come visit with me? We'll take a little visit to the firehouse and you'll see what it's really like. You know? For sure. Yeah, come take a little trip with me. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there's pockets of those calendar boys. Right. Pockets. That's a good way to put it. The 2%. Yeah. Do you think that there is, a, there is a perception out there of firefighters as opposed to they're just, we're really, they're, everybody's a normal person, right? Everybody is a normal person, but I do think there is that, mm-hmm. like, I don't even know what it is. It is something, though, and it's like the... You know, they pull up in the fire truck and they have their bunker gear on. Like, I'll tell you, like, from my office, like, they come and they have some sort of, like, medical emergency that they're coming for. And the ladies flock. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, God. (laughs) I got a fire drill or something. You're like, really? Yeah. Uh It's true. I mean, I would agree. Yeah. yeah. There's Mm -hmm. something uh, very true about that. I just wanted Mm -hmm. to add to you guys that, Mm -hmm. you know, you, you know, you know, the what it's really like. So do you think that um, when it comes to 9-11, hmm. when that happened, um, things, your significant others, Steve and Bob, how did they change with that? Was there a change? Was there conversations about that? About Because that's when firefighters really came to the forefront, mm-hmm. I think, mm-hmm. in this country. It just always respected them, but the respect just went straight up, right? Right. And they, there was so many family that lost their lives, mm-hmm. right, near firefighters. Mm-hmm. So kind of going back a little bit to our conversation earlier about like are you nervous when they go to work are you afraid for their Mm -hmm. safety Mm -hmm. there was pieces of that i think during that time that heightened all of that you know and um and i think it did bring a lot of those things that you kind of just kind of push aside Mm -hmm. you know that are always slightly there but you kind of stifle them a little bit right i think it definitely brought that about and I think, um, you know, it, but I also think for them, there is a little bit, um, like, more intense, like, pride in mm-hmm. the work that they do, right? Mm-hmm. And um, and it's interesting because every single year, right, you know, it's been, oh, my gosh, what, like, 20 years here right, really right. soon oh, next yeah. year. Every single year, we are watching the same stuff 
over and over mm-hmm. and over again. And he's like fascinated with um, all of the 9-11 stuff. And so it's just really interesting how it's, um, I do think it, you know, it really kind of changed everything for everyone in that profession, even if just ever so slightly. Mm-hmm. And Steve still does the stair climb every year, mm-hmm. you know, the mm-hmm. stair climb that they have. Um and he will, uh, they have a badge of somebody who, who died in 9-11, a firefighter, and he'll always reach out. This just speaks of his character, mm-hmm. right? Like, he'll always reach out to that guy's mom every oh, 9-11. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I know. I've, I've seen pictures of when mm-hmm. he's done that. Have you yeah. guys ever watched the, um, the documentary, the one that the French filmmakers made? It's on Netflix. It's the one where they were there... It's at a New York um, fire station, and they were there doing a story on a probie on 9-11. Wow. Oh, my gosh, you guys, it's unreal. And I would be curious if you watch that with them, because it documents from when the first plane gets in. I actually don't know if we're going to air this, so I just want to tell you about this. Okay, yeah. this is where my editor will edit that. Out. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's his cue. Yeah, this is his cue, Murphy. Um, so they're out. They're just following. You know, they were the battalion chief, another firefighter, and they're out on the street, and um, they hear the sound, and the camera person pans up, and the first plane hits the hmm. hits the, um, the tower, and it just for the next two hours documents. So then they take off to um, you know the World Trade Center. It's a really, really fascinating. And I guess as a significant other, it would be probably raise the hair on your mm-hmm. oh, neck sure. because they're all going up, right? Right. And But that's every, right. every firefighter is doing that in every situation, in every state, in every county, wherever you're in. You know, right. People are running out Mm -hmm. and they're running in. Right. And Steve will always say, you know, I'm seeing somebody on their worst day. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that, I think, probably, you know, has to take its toll. So we were talking before we um, started this podcast about traits and what it takes to do the job and do the job effectively and what kind of person gets attracted to being in the fire service. What were those traits again? (laughs) <laughs> I said something about you have to, editor. Yeah. Uh, you have to have some I'm sure you have some pretty thick skin I mean and that you can categorize things and put things in sometimes bucket, like buckets you mm-hmm. know departmentalize those things so yeah. um where I don't have that <laughs> yeah you know I I leave my job and sometimes you know, I know it comes with me, but not everything's coming with me. Right. right. But those guys, you know, just because it's seven o'clock and they're getting off shift doesn't mean it's done. But I don't know where it's going with all this. But kind of, you know, I think that they do have to have some pretty thick skin mm-hmm. and being able to have that balance. And I think like, you know, it's interesting, like as we've over the years, like um, processed um promotional opportunities and what that looks like because I manage people and it's funny when I hear him like as we're like kind of like bouncing ideas like back and forth together and I'm like I don't understand that like what right like why would you ever say that um but I think it's different like when you actually have other people's lives 
in your hands mm-hmm. and um and actually how you have to respond in certain situations like it's almost like foreign to me mm-hmm. um and i think with that obviously comes a very strong personality mm-hmm. um like i said it can you know honestly like border upon arrogance depending upon um you know who you're working with, but I think it's for a reason, right? And that's because what you're having to do is is not only manage people, but you're having to manage their lives, right? You know, and to make sure that going into a situation that everybody's going to get out safely, right? right. You're managing a crew, uh-huh. right? Mm-hmm. Right, and you get one shot, yeah. Right, there's no yeah. do overs, no, yeah. You know, where if we make a mistake at work, yeah, it's a mistake. I own that. Mm-hmm. Let's move forward. Yeah, they don't. Right. They don't get that. Right. Right. You know, if they're running on a patient, this is it. This is a matter of this. If this person lives, or if this person is going to die. Mm-hmm. Like, I used to say that in my other profession. I said, "You guys, this is not life or death." Yeah. Right. Well, now it is. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Um. And, is type A part of this personality? Yes. Yeah. Oh, thank you for saying that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Absolutely. And we'll go Absolutely. around sometimes too, because I'm like, I want to be like the. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Oh, that's a great yeah type uh-huh. A for sure. Yeah. And I'm so laid back, and I think you you have to have somebody that's laid back, and I think probably most of the guys are are type A. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, 100%. they're in control. Yeah. yeah. You know, they like to be like, in control. Like I think about, you know, like how you said, like, so somebody with that like thick skin, like they have to be hard. Right. Mm-hmm. And so we have two girls at home. And sometimes like I know like the balance of going from that very like like almost like a shell, you know, that thick skin to realizing that he's raising two little girls mm-hmm. at home. You know, like that shift, I think, is hard sometimes. Mm-hmm. And to be able to kind of like bounce back and forth between those two is difficult. Yeah. Hmm. Do you ever feel like a lot of people have all these questions for these guys, you know, uh, calls and how did you get it and blah, 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 blah. But at the same time, you kind of need like that same attention, right? I mean, do you ever feel like, uh, not to get too personal, editor, um, (laughs) (laughs) but you, you know, you're supporting, you're playing a supporting role. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you also need support because you're raising kids. You've got a career. Mm-hmm. You know, you're managing the household. That's really kind of key mm-hmm. that you get that too, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you're getting that, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Don't edit. Okay. <laughs> I, will, I, I, will I told Julie <laughs> she's the woman in the department for us. Yeah. <laughs> she's our voice. We're like, no. I'm voice, no. Well, I just wanted to get you guys on to it's it's a different perspective you know and the whole point of this podcast is to educate our community on really what it's like to be in the fire department and family is so important in the fire Mm -hmm. department because you are the backbone the support the partner i think of all this so for people to to hear from you guys and your perspective um i think is is really important there's a lot of people also that listen to the podcast that want to be firefighters you know, so they may, you know, family mm. members are also listening to that. So as we end this, mm-hmm. um, I guess advice for spouses that have a partner that are going to get into the fire service. What would be your advice? I think um, 
knowing and having a good support system for yourself, even outside of that, right? Because there are, there are a lot of things that you end up doing alone, that you end up doing absent of your mm-hmm. significant other. And so being strong enough to um, be okay with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also to, um, to really kind of be okay with like what they have and continue to experience in their lives and every day Mm -hmm. and and know that that's it doesn't stop when they leave the station right because it comes into your house Mm -hmm. and it comes into your lives too and so even though we're not a part of the calls that they run it doesn't mean that we are also are not a bit of like the collateral consequences to some of that too um, so just know that, like, you can't leave work at work. Right. I totally agree. home at home. Right. Just because it's seven o'clock and your shift's over doesn't yeah. mean that it's done. Yeah. And you're right. You're coming home. And yeah, I think you can't take that stuff personally, right? Like, I have no idea what he saw on shift. And if he's quiet or if he's... Mm-hmm. <clears throat> not angry I wouldn't say that but just like maybe a little short at times you can't take that personally right Mm because probably nine times out of ten it's not me right it's something that he saw right and he has he's processing that and so I would think that somebody who who is dating or going to be a spouse to somebody in the fire service um like Lindsay kind of said I mean you have to have your own you got to be your own person, right? Mm-hmm. You have to be able to be confident in who you are, um, independent enough to go do those things when he might not be by your side for mm-hmm. for a party or get together or family outing or whatever that might be. And you have to be comfortable with that. Mm-hmm. I know that Revital, I know Steve has done mm-hmm. some stuff, yeah. um, has something. So Revital, for people that don't know, Jordan Long used to be a firefighter at Adams County Fire Rescue, and now mm-hmm. he's starting um, an organization for firefighters and ultimately all, all first responders using the outdoors and using activities to just get away from the job and and conversations that are not forced, you know, just, you know, going like to a therapist. It's just kind of getting out. And spouses are a part of this group. Um, do you feel like it's cathartic to also talk with each other and also have these opportunities to get out and and talk with each other mm-hmm. about all this stuff? Because I feel like just watching you guys, it's like, oh, my gosh, it's back and forth and back and forth. And you guys get it. Mm-hmm. Other, mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. right, we do. Yeah, we do. So, and I think that's great that that I know that Kim is doing some things. Kim Long is doing some things for spouses as well. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm really happy that those things are are happening. And um, yeah, I'm excited to see what the future holds for for that. You know, for their nonprofit and organization. Do you think it's kind of cathartic when you guys get together? Yeah, yeah. And it's like it's you know you know right like right you get it it. yeah you get it you don't have to explain it yeah i think that that's you know you don't have to be like oh this is what he does this is you can kind of just be like yeah we got it we know what's going on yeah yeah well i hope you guys had a good time i'm not sure we drank enough wine (laughs) i guess we talked too much and didn't drink (laughs) that's that's the post yeah yeah okay that's coming up. that's great thank you guys thank you well thank you this was fun thanks we're gonna do it again okay sure okay that was episode seven of the fire life i hope you enjoyed it and we'll see you next week medic 11 engine 11
You've been listening to The Fire Line. A podcast by Adams County Fire Rescue. Adams County Update. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Roger, we've ordered two more rescues for you. And check out our webpage, acfpd.org, for more on the services we offer, fire prevention information, and how to become a firefighter at Adams County Fire Rescue. Medic 11. Thanks for listening, and please stay safe. Thank <laughs> you.